Episode 231, COVID-19 and your money. Hey, Money Clan, a warm welcome to the Chain of Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. So, Katie, quite a hectic episode that we're in for today. And in a bit of the response to the COVID-19 pandemic that we've all been facing. Yes, because we have all been hearing about this constantly. That is all anybody talks about. But what I haven't heard a lot of people talking about is their money and more so how to handle money, not the lack of money that they are now experiencing. Right, exactly. And we're going to dive into all of that in today's show. If you guys haven't already, join us on Facebook, hit us up. It's chainofwealth.com forward slash group. And Tell us what you're currently working on in your money life. All right, Kate, you ready to dive right in? Yes. Fantastic. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. All right, Kate. So diving right in and chatting about the coronavirus, COVID-19, headlines all over the world, basically everyone is affected. I don't care what country you're in, how many people live there. This is definitely on your radar. And, you know, it really started off as like this tiny little blip. You know, everyone was kind of like, oh, well, there's this thing in China. It's the small little outbreak. And it's not really our problem. China's yeah, so far away. Exactly. And and now we kind of look at it and it's in the, in the U.S. And, you know, like the most cases reported yesterday globally were in the U.S., and I'm not saying total cases, I'm just saying growth in cases. But I mean, it, it sort of points towards that it's going to be rampant in the United States and across the world for that matter. No, it's definitely an alarming time for everybody. And I think now people are really starting to be cognizant of how many things you touch during the day compared to how little you probably used to wash your hands. Yeah, Kate. And I mean, just like a small little thing, you know, like when you are out in a store and you go and you try and check out, Yes. how many people touch that little keypad in a day? Oh, or that I little self-scanning <laughs> gunny thing? Yeah. I thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually crazy or how you- Or a gas pump. Yeah. And, and you literally just can't get out of it. That You know, it's the nature of the society that we live in, that there's just people everywhere- and everyone's just, you know, involved in everyone's business. And that just is what it is. But anyway, that's not the focus of today's show. Today, we're going to be chatting into the money aspect of COVID-19. And I wanted to really dive into the markets and what has been happening and the sort of turmoil we've seen, you know, like circuit breaker after circuit breaker hits in the stock markets. And in a really unprecedented decline, that looks somewhat scary and familiar to most of the other major crashes that we've seen. Yeah, it is. Every time I look at my phone, I have the Robinhood app on my phone and I will just see my phone like do a little vibrate and a light up. And at first I used to think like, wow, I have gotten so popular. And now I just have realized it is the constant Robinhood notifications. And when I check it, it's just like, Everything is down. 
Yeah. And Kate, I, I think that, you know, the, this just initially, like it goes back to what we said, you know, where one of the most important things you can do is diversify. And, you know, if you are very heavy in stocks, you've obviously been hit pretty hard, but maybe just a lesson for future, you know, you maybe want to be a little bit more diversified and yes, you may give up some of the gains that you could potentially get. Cause a lot of people flock to the stock market because they think it's quotes unquote, easy money, but you know, like long-term you should average that 8%, but there are times where you're going to be down 40% in a year. And I mean, just looking at the first couple months here in 2020, we've seen, you know, just exactly that. Like the whole market has taken such a downturn and uh, basically a lot of the gains that have been given under the current administration are all gone, you know, and it's a very trying time, especially, you know, for people that are sort of nearing retirement's age, you know, they sort of think they've got this nice nest egg saved up or people that have just recently retired. Imagine if you were like, oh, well, a million dollars is enough money for me to retire off. Suddenly you have like 600,000. You've just lost like almost half of your money. You know, like what kind of a boat are you in? And like, what's going through your mind at that point? So for people who are, we'll just talk to people who are our general age and in our general position then where we're early thirties, not, I don't want to say just starting out, but really starting to like embrace adulthood. Right. Right. Like we're not going out partying all the time. Well, I guess nobody's going out partying all the time anymore, <laughs> but we weren't before and we're kind of looking forward to the future and everything. In terms of the stock market, because real estate can, you know, it can take a little bit of time to save up to be able to get into that game. Mm -hmm. The stock market is nice because, oh, I have $100 here. Let me invest it in whatever, right? For those people who have a majority of their money in the stock market, what do you have to say to them right now? Yeah, I mean, like a lot of people would sort of jump into the whole I should sell now and get what money I have in the market out because the entire thing's going to crash and go to zero. Mm-hmm. And, and, I and think, that's a fair thought. Well, I mean, it's a fair thought having, you know, witnessed the last couple of weeks and sort of seeing what the markets have done and just the sheer turmoil um, that, you know, has sort of gone on. But Kate, looking a little bit deeper than that, you know, the thing is markets do have corrections. And, you know, a lot of people would say that this has been a long time coming. And, you know, we've had a massive bull run over basically since 2008, which is exceptionally long and unprecedented really that it would last quite this long. And not to say that this is just going to be, you know, bad times going forward or anything else like that or a massive recession. And who knows, it very well might be a major recession that we're in for. But realistically, you need to be looking long term. You need to be saying, okay, well, where do I want to get to? Maybe it's a good time to reallocate your portfolio if you are inclined to do so. But I think the last thing that I would really think about is just saying, oh, well, you should just liquidate everything and, you know, just put your money in cash and have it under your pillow and hope it's going to grow big because it's not. You know, at the end of the day, you have to have some appetite for risk and you have to have some safeguards in place to prevent yourself from losing money. And, you know, in times like this, even just the market itself, it's a great time to sort of look to those safer stocks. So, 
you know, starting to maybe look to buy utility stocks, you know, power companies, water companies, stuff that sort of is bare basic essentials, you know, looking at some of the retailers that are more sort of um, cheaper, like maybe like a, a Dollar Tree or Dollar General or something like that, you know, the, like they're typically safer stocks at, at, at this point in time because, you know, just because people are going to be a bit more stressed for money and not wor- and they're going to be worried a bit more and maybe think about think twice about spending money stuff like essentials stuff like utilities they're going to have to do it anyway there's no way out of it you're still going to be living in your house you're still going to be using that electricity that you cell phone you still have to take a shower you still have to take a shower all those sort of like bigger services those are definitely something that I would start looking into and being like hey do I maybe want to own some of these if there are rough times coming and maybe shy away from some of the more... Um, elaborate? I, I wouldn't even say elaborate, but sort of more luxury goods in nature. Okay. Um, and, and, you, and you'd kind of see that those stocks sort of do tail off in recessions. Um, not to say that they're bad buys and they're not going to give a return. It's just like you have to sort of start thinking quite strategically about what people are going to be looking at. And yeah, it, it definitely is a massive change in the mindset thing that people need to start thinking about. That your advice matches exactly all of the big financial bloggers that I have been reading their articles and everything because, you know, all on my Twitter now is, you know, what to do with the coronavirus, your money in the coronavirus and all this. And the number one thing that I've seen across the board with all the big bloggers is saying, don't panic. When you panic, that's when you make those rash decisions. And you, in times like this is you don't want to make those rash decisions. Keep what you have. And eventually, like you say, the market will come back. So especially if you have time on your side not to go and just liquidate everything and keep it in your pillowcase. Yeah, 100%. Real quick, let's just take a very quick break and say a very big thanks to our sponsor. So then the hardest part of the whole coronavirus pandemic is having to rearrange how your life is going to look semi-normal from now on for the foreseeable future. And a big part of that is just going out and doing little things that you took advantage of before, like doing your errands and going to the post office. And, you know, now everybody is so consumed with keeping six plus feet apart from each other and not touching anything. It's really stressful. Yeah, Kate. And that's why we're so happy that we've teamed up with Stamps.com because they bring everything the post office can do to your personal computer. You're able to send packages, you know, do everything that you would ordinarily do. And it's right from the convenience of your computer. And Kate, the best part about it as well is you can actually save money on what you would have paid had you had gone to the post office. Like as an example, you can save up to 40% on shipping. So basically what I'm hearing you say is with stamps.com, I can mail all my packages from home for cheaper and not worry about having to get sick. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's such a win. And if you guys would like to get access to a four week trial plus a scale shipped right to you, you can take advantage of that offer by heading on over to stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in 
chain of wealth, one word. So you'll get access to a four week trial plus a free scale. And that's without any long-term commitment. That's stamps.com enter chain of wealth. It's definitely a no brainer if you're running a small business. For sure. All right, Kate. So coming back from the break. So, you know, I, I know we spoke a little bit about, you know, not to panic and not to make rash decisions, but you know, it's not easy really, you know, like you're, you're sitting there, you're looking at these triggers being placed in the market and, you know, it's just such like, you mean cliffs? Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Cliffs, but, uh, you know, the, the safety precautions that the market puts in place and trading suspended for 15 minutes. And this happens day after day after day. And really you see like stocks that were trading really well. Like we look at sort of like Carnival, you know, like the major cruise liner, they've lost a significant portion of their value in, in a matter of like two months. And, you know, like maybe if you think that if people are not going to be at, um, you know, stocks like that, like maybe we mentioned Disney as well, like they have a large portion of their revenue that comes from their theme parks. You know, if people are not going to theme parks, that's going to be a massive blow to their revenue. Um, so thinking about stuff like that and thinking about, oh, well, is this maybe an opportunity for me to short these stocks and maybe take a little bit of a precaution and that if something does go wrong, you maybe um, have some sort of safeguard in place. Like, um, you know, it, it is something you want to sort of think about and decide what you want to do. But I would say, you know, if, if you're sticking to index funds and such things, you're probably going to be safe either way. And you may have lost a bit of money, but just remember it's long-term. And right now is a good time to probably be buying because everything that you had bought previously is now at a sale, you know? it's Yay, like it's like buy <laughs> it's one, like, get 13 free. Exactly. It's like <laughs> you rock up on Black Friday and everything's like 70% off and you say, well, why wouldn't I buy? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's definitely, that's the mindset to have. And I always think of that quote and I want to say it's from Warren Buffett that, you know, when people are greedy, you need to be scared. And when people are scared, that's when you need to be greedy. Yeah, that's and exactly it. When you think about it, it's totally true because for a while, everybody was getting really, really greedy. And, you know, everybody was talking about how much money they were making. And now look at what has happened. And I also want to pivot a little bit away from investing in stock markets then and talk about uh, the importance of an emergency fund now, because yeah. I think now, you know, so many people are in the service industry and so many people have had their wages, you know, possibly even 100% cut or slashed in half or, you know, people are going to start really having to fall back on their emergency fund. And we've talked before that most Americans don't have was it five hundred or a thousand dollars? Thousand dollars, yeah. Not even a thousand dollars, and in most places, that won't even get you through a month. No. So right now is really that time to, you know, if you have saved up a healthy little emergency fund, really pat yourself on the back because I, I think there are a lot of people who are probably quite stressed. Oh, 100%, Kate. And, you know, I think like like we've always said, building that emergency fund is such a critical building block. Um, of what to sort of stop basing your finances. And, you know, it, it pads you in, in, in situations where stuff like this happens, you know. And in a worst case scenario, like if you were to get let go from your job, you have some sort of a, a pillow to fall back on and you're not going to be stressed and you're not going to go deep on your credit card and have to try and struggle to pay that off in the future. 
Right. Well, not even let go from your job, but if you're working at a restaurant and your restaurant has been closed or your hours are super cut, you're not going to be making that same income. And I think we can all probably agree that a worldwide pandemic can classify as a, I was looking for a word there and it never came, but <laughs> it is okay to dip into your emergency fund when there's a worldwide pandemic, especially for necessities like food and keeping your power on and things like that. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, at the end of the day, you want to sort of make sure you have all the essentials. And guys, toilet paper is not necessarily an essential. <laughs> well, it isn't, it isn't, right? Toilet I mean, paper. You work around it. It's just toilet, not ideal. I mean, some people could say that toilet paper is a commodity now. <laughs> the way, <laughs> like, there's probably a whole, like, you know, futures market just on toilet paper and people like bang different brands. The good and stuff, the two ply, <laughs> but it's Charmin. Yeah. So. I mean, like, to be fair, you know, it's a case of just focus on the essentials, make sure you have everything you need and don't go and like just load up on everything, you know, like going out and buying two years worth of toilet paper is probably a little bit excessive, you know, so save some spots for everyone else and let everyone buy. And, you know, panic buying is really what causes like shortages. If everyone just stuck to their regular consumption levels, there wouldn't be a problem. But people try to, you know, get smart and trick the system. And unfortunately, it doesn't work out that way. And all it ends up doing is you end up messing out other people that are probably need it more than you do. You're in six months worth of supplies that you have. Someone else could be looking, you know, for the next week or so. For the next week. And and they're in a much more dire straight position. And you've you've almost forced them to start suffering now because of your actions. Yes. So I mean there definitely are consequences, but you know, at the end of the day, when, when it comes to a worldwide pandemic, you know, you really have to be, you know, just mindful of everything going on around you. Realize that, you know, well, I wouldn't say realize, what I'm going to say is think about how long it's going to last. You know, like, is this a long-term thing? And how should you react accordingly? And if it is a long-term thing, you need to sort of try and prepare yourself in a way that you can live in such a scenario. And, you know, whether that's, you know, you will start wearing gloves everywhere you go or whatever it is because you can't stay home all the time as well. You know, well, like, And if you can find gloves to wear everywhere, tell us where they are because we have not been able to find any. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you, you just got to, you know, be responsible with it. And a, a lot of people are being forced to work from home with this whole thing. And, you know, it's... It, like myself included as well, I don't normally work from home and I've been told to stay home basically through the end of April. You know, it's definitely a different experience for a lot of people. And I think, you know, this is really just going to take the whole world coming together and trying to play ball together to actually curb the virus and try and slow the growth and really get ahead of it while, you know, everyone sort of, well, the, while the whole care system tries to deal with it and tries to create a... Cure? Well, yeah, a, a cure or a... Uh... Stop. I mean, it isn't. It's... Well, I think that that is a good time where we can say goodbye. Tell everybody to stay happy and healthy and wash your hands every time you think about it. Yeah, totally agree. So everyone, like, stay safe out there. You know, be responsible and practice social distancing. And, you know, just maybe enjoy some time at home with your family. Yeah. Catch you guys next time on another episode of Chain of Wealth.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.